All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Oilers Nation After Dark begins now. Let's go, AB. Hello, everybody. I couldn't tell on my screen if we were live or not yet. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Oilers Nation After Dark. Tyler, I don't even... That's really the only thing I kind of have for a game like this. But hello, everyone, and welcome. We are live. Me, from the Sports Closet Studio. Tyler, also from the Sports Closet Studio. Sports Closet Studio, state of mind, Aaron. That's right. It's a way of life. It's a way of life, really. So everybody knows, everybody watched that game. That didn't really go the way that we wanted. But I did have a good time looking at the YouTube chat during the Edmonton Oilers game today. And I see the first comment of the day from Scotty91. So Bouchard trade for Barry with money retained? Just a thought. Yep, the Oilers fans are going to have their way with Evan Bouchard tonight. I do believe... Brad Ineski said, clearly the Nashville game was the outlier. Kane looks like he bet on a Flyers win tonight and isn't hiding it. This blue line is the biggest liability and can't score five on five. So, Tyler, I'll ask you now, thoughts on the game? We'll get into it. We will unpack the more we go along. But your initial thoughts, your initial breakdown. Yeah, we'll we'll go through all the big moments, big topics people want us to hit on, but the overwhelming theme is wanting it like from the jump. Aaron, did that look like a hockey team mildly interested in winning that game? Like not even in the slightest, they didn't generate a lick of momentum from the get go. They flat out sucked. 
I see. Uh, I'm pretty sure Liam uh, had out oh, Oilers Nation reporter Liam Horbin sent out a tweet and I laughed pretty hard at it. It said, this is very, very bad to watch. And that was it. I got to be honest. I wasn't very excited to talk about this one after the game, but I know there's some people here in the chat who want to fire off their takes. So let's get into it. Let's get into it with the crown Royal scoring summary. You know, crown Royal. We love crown Royal. It's been making its way around the office. Hey, Tyler, what you got? Ooh, look at that. Very easy for you to guess what's in my cup. It's crown Royal. That's right. We love Crown Royal. They're the best. You could mix it with anything, some cola, some ginger. Ty, I said last night, I enjoyed a little Crown ginger, and I didn't have a lime, but I might stop on my way home tonight. Crown Royal, they are the best. Every time I take that off the shelf, I have a hard time getting it back on. So there we go. We did it. So the Edmonton Oilers, they fall to the Philadelphia Flyers by a score of 4-1. to one. Jack Campbell gets the loss. Carter Hart. Gets the dub. Jack Campbell made 29 saves on 33 shots, allowed four against. While Carter Hart on the other side of the net made 22 saves on 23 shots. I am a Sherwood Park boy, so I like seeing Carter Hart do well. I am not a fan of seeing Carter Hart do well against the Edmonton Oilers, Tyler. No, um, but let's be honest. They they probably could have had yesterday's UC Soros in net, and they probably still would have won the hockey game. Like, I think Carter Hart made his best save of the game and really one of his only difficult saves of the game with five minutes to go or two minutes yeah. to go when Warren Fogle had that breakaway. Outside of that, they generated one other quality scoring chance and scored on it. Like, were they close? Can you go back? Think of a moment where you were like held your breath and you're like, oh, they might get one here. It didn't come. Even the goal they scored was lucky. Deflection bounces right to Hyman, then he puts it in. Like, there are good hands in front, I guess. But like, let's be real here. Carter Hart, you could have started Aaron and it would have been fine. Flyers would have won. Hey, I appreciate the confidence that you have in me with that. Cause I was a road hockey goalie stud back in the day. Well, yeah, the, uh, the game, I mean, the first period, they, the, the Philadelphia Flyers came out, I think buzzing a little bit. It's kind of been a theme with the Oilers so far seeing them get off to, I don't want to necessarily say sloppy starts, but I'm going to say sloppy starts. It's just sloppy passes, not much energy really going on at all. The puck was in our end the whole time. Jack Campbell made several saves. And then it was Joel Farabee assisted from Travis Sanheim and the rookie. I forget his first name. Brink. It's, I know it's an alliteration. But that's a sick name. You, you got to love that name. Then it continued on in the second period. It was Cam Atkinson assisted by Owen Tippett. It was three minutes and 54 seconds into the second period, and that wasn't what we wanted to see. Quickly followed up, or not quickly followed up, but followed up by Zach Hyman, able to get one. The pass from Connor McDavid, I mean, watching it as it first happened, I was like, oh my God, that's classic Connor. What an absolute sauce. There's a little bit of luck. I think CC deflected it, and it was classic Zach Hyman in front of the net. Did you think that was a great play by Connor McDavid or was there a little bit of luck, dumb luck in that? Some might say, Oh, I mean, yeah, sure. A little bit of luck. Cody sees he gets a stick on it. I thought it was whatever, a fine play, throw the puck on net from the blue line. He made a nice play, but Connor McDavid also turned over a handful of pucks in that hockey game. Um, so I, I'm not going to sit here and, and sing his praises all that much. I can't think of a single oiler who deserves to be positively talked about. So I'm very interested what you're going to do in uh, in your big segment for the good, the bad, and the oily. I, I am very interested to see how you can spin something. 
you know me. I want to be positive. I want to be optimistic. Even Waz took a video of me watching here from the office. I think it was during the second period of me just stressed out, leaning in on two chairs saying, no, we got to be positive. We got to be, we got to be happy. And we got to, and no, that wasn't worth it. I feel like an idiot for even thinking that because there really wasn't many positives in this game. I see Kama 16 says, take a page from torts and bench Kane. What have you thought of Evander Kane? We will get into, I think, his most noticeable play of the game involved where he tried to take out one of our own players, or the best player on the ice for the Edmonton Oilers. But what did you think of Evander Kane tonight? Um, he was invisible. Probably you could have been like, hey, Kane got healthy scratch right before the game. And I would have been like, oh, yeah, shit, that makes sense. That's why I didn't see him out there. Um, he was bad. He was bad like the rest of them. Like, I don't know, man. I'm just, I'm so irritated that you could come out after playing that well against Nashville and like man to man go through that lineup and all of them were just putrid Evander Kane yeah he he's right up there near the top but what did he do okay he somehow had five shots on net fantastic good stuff man I don't think any of them came from a high danger uh, I swear those came in the first I don't know was it like 10 minutes there was a shift that Connor Leon and Kane had going and I think he had like two or three shots I noticed him there I noticed him when he took out Connor, and that was pretty much it. Let me know in the chat. I see a lot of takes flying in right now. Everybody here, Nova says Kane's been atrocious. Yeah, that's a nice word of it. I see Daki here says Kane wasn't invisible. He nearly neon need Connor tonight. Yep. Yeah, there you go. Uh, stealth in here. Kane had five shots on goal and five hits. Yep. Lance says we coming for Kane. Sucks to be named Kane. Oh, wait, Lance's last name is also Kane. <laughs> I just, man, that's just, that's not the way a team that's coming into the year with Stanley Cup expectations is supposed to be playing. Like, it was supposed to be way smoother than this. You were supposed to start the regular season, get off to a nice 3-1 start, maybe. Maybe 2-2, two and two, but be like, ah, nice. The Oilers, the Oilers going to be fine. Now I'm sitting here game four, kind of being like, how soft is this team in the room? Like, how is no one... Stepping out onto the ice tonight, again, it's not like he played back-to-backs or anything like that. How is nobody stepping out on the ice tonight being like, ah, I got to bring it in this one? It's just, ugh. I said before the last game that I had opened the drawer to the panic button just to check where it was to see where it is. I felt like after the last game, I, I, I closed that drawer again, and then I found myself tonight peeking back over it, being like, wait, is it is it still there? Is it... I don't know. It really hasn't been the start that we have been looking for. Continuing on with the scoring summary, it was Sean Walker with 18-29 into the second. He scored a shorthanded goal that, as a man, we will get into the Betway bets in just a bit, but as a man who took Ryan Nugent Hopkins' power play point, I really wanted McDavid to give Nuge that puck. I think everyone in the building, including my grandmother, knew that that puck was going to him, was quickly turned over, back down the ice, zipped down. That's one I do want Jack Campbell to have. But once again, you're on the power play and you're giving up an odd man rush. Recipe for disaster, Tyler. Yeah, and it was a bad turnover that started it. Again, like attention to detail stuff, just being able to bear down that there wasn't a lot of that in this hockey game here. And the Oilers power play was flat. It's it's not very often you can say the Oilers power play was flat, Aaron. Um, but you you go back to the few attempts they had, that top unit did not look like a group that was uh, I I described the dry settle goal against Nashville. I said poetry in motion. 
that was a train wreck that we watched tonight. Like they couldn't complete more than two passes into dangerous areas of the ice. Like that, <laughs> the power play stunk too. Yeah, I'm seeing classic Oiler fans in here. Stealth asked, is Woodcroft the coach we need? Lance responds with, oh, classic, fire the coach takes incoming. That's right. We I mean, are we're not doing that. Like, no, we're not doing that. That's ridiculous. Better coaches in the NHL. I don't think, I don't know how you could spin tonight being on him. Um, I don't think it was a tactical issue. I don't think the Oilers system got exposed in that game. The Oilers just, the, the players didn't show up tonight. It's as simple as that. Um, you scored one goal. You generated maybe two or three quality scoring chances. Maybe. You don't deserve to win the hockey game. You could have whatever, any coach you want. Go through history. Glenn Sather from the 80s could have been behind the bench tonight. And like, you're obviously not going to win if you play that shitty. Yeah, I keep bringing it back to it, and I hate to use the word. It's the give a shit meter for me. It is, if it's not going your way, I need you to make a play to affect the game, whether that's laying a hit, that's a good forecheck, a good back check. Even on that uh, shorthanded goal when McDavid turned the puck over, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have him involved in this too. I didn't see him back check nearly hard enough, and big shocker, it ends up in the back of your net. Absolute back breaker of a goal. And then in the third period, Cam Atkinson was able to bury again. I think the Oilers had a couple chances in the third. Jack made a couple saves too. But I got to be honest, I was looking at the clock, just counting down the minutes, dreading until we had to talk about this game. But I appreciate everybody inside of the chat today. I see number one fan says they played hot potato with the puck. Yeah, Corey Price says the Oilers need to go back to their style of play from last year. Mike D says no puck luck. I feel like you create your own puck luck with simply with effort, and I'm just not seeing enough of that. Tyler, I could ask you over and over and over right now to break this game down for me, and I don't think there's going to be much positivity involved. Is there? I want to talk about a comment in here from Stealth just about Woodcroft. And one, appreciate you listening, but I'm going to push back on your comment a little bit, saying Jay Woodcroft's in over his head. Just elaborate on it. What what specifically? How? How does that make sense? Like, how is Jay Woodcroft in over his head? Give me like a tactical thing you see the Oilers either do or don't do that every other team does or that even the Flyers did tonight. Because if you look at how the Flyers played, they were tight defensively. Yes, great. But they got their bounces by forechecking hard or by the Oilers turning over pucks. It was not like Edmonton was doing some sort of weird system, the swarm defense it's not even like their zone defense that and what Jay Woodcroft implemented cost them at all. They were scoring goals off the rush for the most part. So I, I don't like that at all. Um, I think you jumble up the forward groups next game. I think that's something Jay Woodcroft could do just like he did before the game against Nashville. And it worked. So maybe you just got to keep going to the blender. Yeah, the blender is definitely be a topic of conversation in the coming days. Tyler Lance has a question for you. Is the problem with this team that the playoffs is the goal and the regular season is just in the way. Like the team isn't giving a shit because the regular season is boring. Now I'll let you answer in a second, but Lance, if that is the reason, then the issue with the Edmonton Oilers is much deeper than I thought because oh, yeah. you don't just get a buy or a pass to the playoffs. This isn't the NFL and the NFL gets that when you get the number one seed, there's no, there's no given in the NHL. There's no guarantee you're going to make the playoffs. So I don't like that mindset. If that is a mindset, I don't know if it necessarily is. Tyler, where do you come out on that? Um, Yeah, I, I think I kind of agree with Lance. I think that very well could be one of the problems is that this group's coming in here 
Stanley Cup or bust. We heard McDavid and Drysaddle say it. And they got to remember that it's a tough league to win in, man. Like even the teams who are below average, like Philly is, those are grown dudes getting paychecks and they know you're the Oilers. They want to shut down Connor McDavid. I love the line that Jack and Louie had on the broadcast about if you're not at your best against Edmonton, you'll get embarrassed and nobody wants to get embarrassed. You're getting the other team's best on a night in night out basis. Um, And they just simply weren't ready for the Flyers best in that game. No, they were not. So, Let's get into it. Let's get into the good, bad, and the oily presented by Alberta Blue Cross. There's only one thing better than sharing memories, and that's making new ones, Tyler. Alberta Blue Cross Travel Insurance protects your memories and more wherever travel takes you. Visit ab.bluecross.ca slash travel for more information. Everybody needs a little Blue Cross. Everybody needs a little insurance. And so could the Edmonton Oilers. So without further ado, Patrick, give me the good. This was this was a little hard to go right. with you. I like your creativity here. Damn right. We had to find something. So I think everybody knew that the Edmonton Oilers penalty kill coming into this was not so ideal. I believe we were at the bottom of the NHL standings. But tonight, the Oilers penalty kill went four for four. I thought there was some improved play. Didn't give him a ton of opportunities. Was nice seeing Vinny DeHarnay in front of the net, actually clearing a couple bodies. I did notice that. Tyler, what did you think of the penalty kill tonight for the Oilers? It was it was fine. A uh, couple of yeah, I mean four straight kills, solid enough. Um, yeah, you know, awesome. Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> I mean it's hard to say here and like really applaud them because they've been kind of junk all year, and the Flyers also have like a terrible power play dating back to the last few seasons so um yeah good enough good job positive sign i guess hopefully they can build on that i don't know i I really don't have a take on the penalty kill like they did good they did their job they played hockey out there it was as you said it was it was hard to find some good in this game it was a little difficult i see lance semi agrees he said the pk was decent honestly yeah i see everybody's in here still talking about the defensive scheme that they're kind of running for the Edmonton Oilers. I don't know. That's above my pay grade. Oh, my God. Watch the four goals, people. Joel Farabee, off a turnover, back the other way. Cam Atkinson, shot tipped in. Nothing to do with your defensive zone. Like, Sean Walker, shorthanded, odd man rush. Cam Atkinson, breakaway. None of the goals came off any sort of sustained zone time by the Philadelphia Flyers. Like, again, if Evan Bouchard passes that puck cleanly out of the zone, the Flyers don't score. If McDavid doesn't turn it over, the Flyers don't score. That has nothing to do with zone coverage in their in their defensive zone. Are you insane? Yeah, that one. I can't really connect the two dots together with that one. But we appreciate the takes, even the spicy ones. Keep them coming in the YouTube chat. Um, also, did everybody else just get an Amber Alert on their phone? Because yeah. I just got one, and I would assume everybody in this area got that. Um, let's get into the let's get into the bad. I see it's already here. I knew this was coming. It has not been a great state, uh, great start for this young man. The bad is Evan Bouchard. I don't even know what to say. Where is the Evan Bouchard of last year? When I keep bringing up the give a shit meter, I really feel like that applies to Evan Bouchard and mainly Evan Bouchard. At least for me, I did. I did see him a moment on the power play. The one positive I'll give him is he dove a nice, very athletically to keep the puck in on the power play. Other than that, I saw Boosh get beat left, right, and center. His final stat line, let me take a look here. 
Oh my God. Minus three. Oh my God. In 19 minutes and 57, 56 seconds on ice. Tyler, I'll let you go first. Evan Bouchard. What did you think of him tonight? Yeah, he stunk. And I think he's a lightning rod for criticism because one, I think some fans maybe just already have that kind of baked in. So it's a lot of confirmation bias whenever he has a bad game, but also his mannerisms on the ice are not one where like when he messes up, you never see him get mad. He just kind of has like that blank look on his face. Right. Um, So I I think that's part of it is you see a mess up and you automatically just go like, oh, my God, does this guy even care? Does he even want to be out there? You never really see him like take a hard stride or anything because that's not his game. Um, But yeah, I mean, tonight, that's just if you're going to be a defenseman who struggles in his own end, you need to be really, really damn good and really, really damn consistent at the things you do well. And Evan Bouchard in the offensive zone tonight was not good. Evan Bouchard transporting the puck out of his own end was not only not good, it was so bad that it caused a goal against and actively hurt their chances of winning the hockey game. So he's got to be way, way, way better than that. Like, it's not even a debate. I don't think there was a single shift in that hockey game. You could spin zone into a positive for Bouchard. He was terrible. So um, I still believe in the player. I think the trade him for Barry stuff, you people are forgetting Tyson Barry's really bad games pretty quickly because a year ago we wanted Barry out of here pretty bad as well because he was having games like this. So you're not trading Evan Bouchard, um, but I I don't know what you do. Like you can't move anyone up the line. If you're not moving Bouchard down in the lineup, because you don't have another power play quarterback on your roster or you're not healthy scratching him. I should say you're not moving him down the lineup because Vinny DeHarnay is not much better. So I don't know what you do. Devin in the Facebook says, give Broberg more minutes. Sure. But, you're giving Broberg top four minutes with Matthias Ekholm, the results aren't going to be any better. Yeah. I see that would, my, my prediction is that would be more of the same with those two. I see a funny comment here from Elias in all capitals said, if he could skate, he wouldn't have to die for the puck. Very fair. That is very fair. I'm trying to stay positive, man. That's, that's what you're going to get from Boardsy all year here is some, some optimism and positivity. Bouchard makes more than CC. Just saying, if you're going to trade for a D-man at the deadline, might as well trade for one with value. I see, where was this comment in here? Genesis said, the oily is Tyler and his raging passion tonight. I love it. I think everybody appreciates a good spicy Tyler. He's got a crown royal in front of him. I want I want more of that time. Yeah, I mean, it's just annoying when you spend your the whole day getting ready for that hockey game, talking about that hockey game, sit down and have to watch that hockey game. Pathetic. Life is full of what-ifs, some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry, and some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs, no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. And then, and then come here and be able to talk about it. But this is a family environment. We all get to be in here together. We all get to vent. It's the trust tree. It's a safe space. Okay, let's get into the oily now, Patrick. And this one was a little, this one stopped my heart for what I felt for approximately felt like 50 minutes. It was probably two seconds, but things went from bad to worse as we see Connor get banged up from his own teammate. Yes. Mr. Invisible of Andrew Kane was clearly seen running into our very best player and the puck instantly ends up in the back of our nets. Tyler, I couldn't even imagine that play when it went down. I was, I, I, it was my worst nightmare coming true. I love that after they scored too, the camera just kept cutting to Connor on the bench because everybody knows that's that's all you cared to see. What did you think of that play? And did you did your heart stop beating? Oh yeah, I mean it always does whenever yeah. you see that with McDavid, right? Like we've been so lucky over the past number of years that Connor McDavid's been healthy and available ninety nine percent of the time. For the Oilers. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's always worrisome when you see him go down, especially when it's lower body, because, you know, he moves so fast. He's always on his edges that there's always that concern that, man, he's one nick away. He's one accidental collision away from, from being seriously hurt. Yeah, he really is. And but he was able to get back in the game, was able to he was giving it the old knee stretch on yeah. the bench there. And that. I don't know. When Connor has that look in his eye, you just know that he's he's not getting taken out of that game. He's not going to do that. I see Ryan Sharp says here, I hate having to talk smack about my own team and its players, but come on, guys. Let's get on a run so I can shut up. I agree. I like doing the show way more when it's followed by or it's preceded by an Oilers W and everybody's in here is so happy. I'm not seeing a ton of Darnell Nurse hate tonight. I'm seeing a lot of Evan Bouchard. Patrick, anything stand out to you this evening? Um, my question to you would be coming into this season, did you expect us to be four no coming into these four games? No, I did not. No, you thought you thought something would go wrong there? I thought we'd be at least made three and one. Yeah, I mean two and two. I wasn't expecting one and three. I'll I'll take three and one. So I guess my question is, is it gonna take a team like Colorado Avalanche or the Vegas Golden Knights, uh, a really tough game for the Oilers to kind of bring that out of them. I feel like sometimes we play down to the level of other teams. And I'm wondering if you think that is happening at the start of this season. Actually, that's not a bad point. Like, I mean, yeah, we do. This is kind of what the Oilers do. It's a good point. We get it. There's a long list of games over the last number of years where they've gone up, gone up against team. And we go, okay, this team is not good. If the Oilers just play decent hockey, they're going to win. And they shit the bed. So, I mean, maybe that's the case. It's just at this point, personally, Pat, I was hoping the uh, I was hoping the Oilers had kind of outgrown that phase. You know, I agree. Yeah, it really doesn't seem like that. I'm seeing a couple of comments in here from Lance Kane. 
said, I actually liked Nurse's game. Nova said Nurse was fine. Soup was good. Kane and Boosh, trash. Yep, that sure is. I see Dukes said, I'd let Boardsy talk about hockey. Dukes, you can try and learn to spell my name a little bit better. That would be lovely. I appreciate that. But this is about time for us. We got to keep breaking it down. This is time for the DoorDash Hot and Cold Performer of the Game for a limited time. As you can see on the top of your screen, all the way over there, for a limited time, our listeners can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code, the one on the top of your screen, all caps, NATION25. I love DoorDash. I said earlier, I combined two of our sponsors and I DoorDashed some Wendy's the other night. And I love it. And now you did kind of cheer me earlier that the Wendy's is two minutes from my house, but we're going to ignore that part. So my hot performer of the game, it's been a theme for these first couple games to start the season. I'm going with Dylan Holloway. Once again, that guy is all over the ice. He's buzzing. I did think the most notable moment he had was a, he was out on the ice with his chin strap, just dangling around his chin, not even closely done up, gets bumped, helmet falls off. He kind of gives a little like ref, what the hell, whatever turns over, goes, looks at the blue line and absolutely takes a rocket off the ankle or the foot. And he's able to get off the ice, get on there. I like this game. I've liked everything I've seen with him. I arguably think he's, Besides Connor McDavid, he might be the most noticeable oiler out there. Tyler, what do you thought about Dills? I see in the chat always. What are your thoughts on Dills tonight? Yeah, I thought he was good again. Like he had a couple of chances with the puck on his stick. They didn't really materialize in anything. But like if we're going to sit here and, and knock the rest of the team for not working hard, I think through four games, Dylan Holloway is the, probably the one guy who, if you were checking off hard work every game, he's the only one who's four for four on the year. So I liked him again tonight. I would probably give my hot performer AB. Um, I think I might go Matthias Yanmar. Part of the four from four penalty yeah. goal thing. Played like I think three minutes on the PK tonight. And I actually thought he generated a couple of looks there. His speed appeared to be back a little bit, forced a couple turnovers. So I might go with uh, old Matty J, the janitor. Patty, you got any, any positivity? <laughs> yeah, I think... Honestly, I think Fogel has been my favorite yeah. oiler so far this year outside of maybe Jack Campbell, who I think he had a pretty good night tonight, but a Fogel and including the end of the last season, just he's been, he's been that guy that's out there and he's fired up. It seems like every shift. He seems like a different player. You're yeah. right. From last year on, it was able to, it was very noticeable. Yeah. So I like, I like Fogel tonight. I think he played hard and I, I think he battled and. And I like seeing that from him. I honestly think through the first four games, I would say it's Holloway and Fogel that have been there every game with the effort being noticeable, doing something to affect the game. I just need something. Yeah. I see some people in here after 10, 15 games, I'll be worried. It just sucks. Yep. Aiden Murphy. Hey, my buddy, Aiden Murphy. Appreciate you in the chat. He says Fogel working hard too. A lot of people bringing out 11 and seven. Tyler, do you think 11 and seven could be the answer? I mean, they got so many defensemen who are struggling right now. So like, sure. Like it makes sense. If you'd want to go 11 and seven, I could get behind it. Um, maybe that just opens up the door for if Bouchard is struggling again. You can mix in a Broberger, a Deharnay a little bit more. So yeah, like you could take Adam Ernie out of the lineup and I don't think you're missing anything with Adam Ernie not playing. Yep. And then I'll, I guess I'll give my, my other, Bads is my DoorDash cold performer of the game. 
I'm going to take the obvious one. It's what we just did before. It's Evan Bouchard. That man is ice cold. He's, he's really struggling in every aspect of the game right now. There's just not much positive to say about him. Tyler, is there anybody else? Now you could literally pick the whole team at this point. <laughs> is there anybody else that you want to single out while I have you here? I want to go uh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins. I thought on that first goal, a lot of people made a big deal about Fogel not skating towards the pass. Totally fair. Ryan Nugent Hopkins didn't take a hard stride back. He, he basically just coasted into the zone and then gave them a two on two. Like he could have played a big role in breaking up that play. And there were a bunch of times where I was yelling at my TV for, for Nugent Hopkins to break a sweat, take a hard stride. He seemed pretty disinterested tonight. So I, I love him, but I'm giving it to the Nuge. Yep. Hey, Hey, we don't play favorites here. Everybody's accountable here. Patrick, anybody for you that we haven't already mentioned? I mean, yeah, lots to pick from tonight. Let me know in the chat too, if you got any extras. I think, I think Kane, but we've talked about it. You know, the effort level is just not there for Kane. And I'd like to see more from him. I don't know what it's going to take. I don't know if it's a fight. I don't know if it's a big hit. Maybe that first goal of his, but something, something's got to happen with Evander Kane. We got to see something from him here soon. Yeah, that game was that game was incredibly, incredibly tough to swallow. What? You know what does go down easy, Tyler? Oh, Wendy's bacon cheeseburger. That's right, everybody. We've got the Wendy's Daily Faceoff Survivor NHL Fantasy Game launching next week on October 23rd. We want to encourage some signups for the Wendy's contest. Tyler, I know you know a fair amount about this. Why don't, why don't you tell why don't you tell the people? I'll I want to get in talking about Wendy's, but you explain this this contest. First off, the burger is absolutely delicious. I had one the other day. The barbecue bacon cheeseburger is 10 out of 10. And in the game we're launching with Wendy's over on dailyfaceup.com probably sometime in the next week or so here. Um, every week, you're going to go make your picks. You're going to see myself, Frank Saravalli, Jason Greger, all the people from Daily Faceoff making their picks as well. Survivor pool that kind of goes week to week. If you make it to the end, you win some prizes from our friends at Wendy's. And if you win it all, thousand dollars up for grabs that's a lot of money a lot of smoke Aaron five grand to our season winner so we're excited to be partnering up with Wendy's for this one I'm excited to be partnered up with Wendy's while this daily face-off contest is sweet get involved maybe make a little bit of moolah but that's what I'm most excited about it is what is on your screen dude they got those they got those fried onions at Wendy's as well I used to be like a guy to put onion rings on my burger but then I've tested out some of these fried onions and boy, I can't have enough. I'm also a big, big enthusiast of the junior bacon cheeseburger. I said it today. It's the best value menu burger there is. And Tyler, what did you like from Wendy's as well? That I thought was a random thing you brought up earlier today. Oh, the taco salad. There it is. <laughs> yeah. The taco salad's legit at Wendy's. <laughs> yeah, it is. Everybody let me know in the chat what your favorite order from Wendy's is. <laughs> I see Genesis in here said, man, the crown sure does go down easy after a loss. Amen. You're damn right it does. You're damn right it does. Just continuing in the chat here, I see Matthew says, this team is playing like Gary himself, came into the locker room and told these boys they didn't have a shot to win. I see, I see Marco said Tyson Berry was invisible out there as well. Cole Jorgensen says, I like this. At what point... Do you send Brown and or Kane down to work on his game and give someone a shot who's knocking on the door? I'm not going to do that, but I brought this up on the pregame show before, Tyler. If you mm -hmm. told me now four games into the season that we were even considering putting both Evander Kane and Connor Brown in the bottom six, 
I would have called you ridiculous. I would have called you names. Let's let's leave it at that. But right now, that doesn't seem so crazy, does it? No, it doesn't, because Dylan Holloway is the only one moving his feet, and I kind of like maybe it's post game frustration. Maybe my take on this take on this will be different uh, when we get to ON every day tomorrow at noon. Um, but I I want to see Dylan Holloway rewarded, and I mean we saw Vander Kane finally get pulled off the top line in this hockey game tonight. Zach Hyman was thrown up there. I don't think you should separate Hyman and Nuge right now because I think that second line needs a heartbeat and Evander Kane's not going to be it, at least right now. Um, so I'd go Holloway up to the top line. I'd keep Nuge, Fogel, and Hyman together. And I'd go McLeod with Brown and Kane. Hey, Pat, can you throw a poll in the chat right now and ask the folks if they would like to see Dylan Holloway replace Evander Kane on that top line in the top six? Because I'm telling you right now, I'm not usually a big fan of the line blender, but after what I saw tonight, something needs to change and it's kind of been a theme and I'm a little bit worried. I see some people in here. Mike D said all capitals taco salad with the chili. That's right. Where else can you get chili as a side with your meal? It's absolutely fantastic. Occidental said dipping fries into a frosty. That one's an absolute classic. Tyler, you ever do that one? No, I think that's gross. Of, of course you think I that's know. gross. That's yeah. the, there's so many things in our day-to-day that I say, that is such a Tyler response. <laughs> and that's yeah. another one. Spicy chicken combo for the win. Genesis, two junior bacon cheeseburgers and fries is the answer. That's my order as well. Well, just winding down here, looking through the chat. Hey, I want to ask you this. I want to ask you this. So after a game like that, Saturday night, I don't think Jack Campbell was the issue. Me and Jay last after dark were discussing who's the one A one B. I said I felt a little weird about wanting Camel to be in that in the net. He asked me why. I said because I view Skinner as our one A and our future. Yeah. Tell me where are you at that right now with A? Who do you want in the net next game on Saturday? And then kind of where are you leaning right now with your one A one B? Uh. Easy. It was an easy choice tonight to go to Campbell, right? He played well enough against Nashville, played great. He earned the next start. Um, he wasn't terrible tonight by any stretch of the imagination, but was he good? No. I think a couple of those he could have had. He made a couple of big saves, but um, after a 4-1 loss, you're coming back up to home ice. Very easy to pull the trigger back and go uh, go to Stuart Skinner. I think it's kind of a no-brainer. Um, you don't want him sitting for all that long, right? It would be a... If you don't play on Saturday, then you're getting to 10 days within games. Not ideal. So pretty easy. You uh, go with go with Stu on Saturday. Yep. For me, it's I want the goaltender to grab the starting job. I don't care who it is. I just want one to earn it, take it, put together, string together a couple good games. That's what I think Jay Woodcroft is willing to do. Jack Campbell plays great. Here, you earn the net again tonight. I don't necessarily think he was bad but he wasn't great so that opens the door for Stuart Skinner we bring him in let's see if he can get hot let's see if he can string a couple together I see Genesis here said Skinner in for sure Elias said Campbell (laughs) I see in here magic meat bag wow what a name I think Holland is going to be shopping for goalies I don't think that's going to be an option at all I think we're kind of stuck with the guys we have but I love this comment from final buzzer Bring on Gagne. Maybe maybe that'll be the answer. I don't know. I don't think he meant in net, but we'll bring him on. Yeah, I see some stew. I'd go for Campbell. I'm seeing here. Yeah, actually, 
maybe Pat, we should end that poll. Should Holloway replace Kane on line one? Uh, yeah. It is a whopping 85% that yes, he should take it. Yeah, I did really think that's how everybody was going to go with that one. He's earned it. It's just like the goalies. I want someone to take that first line winger spot. I'm not seeing that from Evander Kane whatsoever. But yeah, throw a little poll in the chat here of who we'd like to see in the net for Saturday night's matchup. And speaking of Saturday night's matchup, Tyler, this is where we give a little score predictions now. Oh, actually, before that, I guess I got to eat some crow. I got to eat some crow. We did not hit a single one of our Betway bets today. Or I guess, no, the under would have hit, but the one we all voted as a team. The under hit. Good work. Yeah, we went with the Ryan Nugent Hopkins one power play point. Well, that one did not happen. So it's an overall two and two record for Boardsy's bankroll so far this year. We will be back again on Saturday, giving out more. Yeah, these these were the options. These were the options tonight. They were all plus money. I felt so positive about every one of these before. On Betway, 19 plus, please play responsibly. Tyler, did you make any money on Betway tonight? Oh, God, no. Yeah. End, of, end of quote. <laughs> Patrick, you make anything? Uh, no. Yep. No. Was you're here next to me. Did you make anything? No. He's shaking his head at me. Let me know in the chat if you hit a bet because I'd like to vicariously live through you right now. But, but if I get three catches from Michael Thomas in the fourth quarter, oh, there's only seven minutes left. Never mind. Yeah. Oh, for night for your M. Chuck. What's the score in that game right now, Tyler? 24-16. Hey, I, hey, I took Jags. So there we I go. Got, Maybe. Our boy yeah. Gavin. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. He, first off, Gavin was like, oh, Saints all day. And I said, no, I'm taking the Jags on the reverse spread. And then I was filling out lineups and I was like, oh, man, do I play ETN or Christian Kirk as my captain? And he was like, oh, ETN won't have any. And then he ran for two touchdowns, Gavin. What the hell? That guy's been a lock to hit the end zone lately, and I don't own him in any leagues. And I've been trying to trade for his ass, but it's not going my way. So, with closing the book on that game, we move on to Saturday nights. Tyler, give me your score prediction. Ah, uh, against the Winnipeg Jets. Hey, so the they don't Jets, have any report. Yeah, they blew their early lead today. Lost five three to the Vegas Golden Knights. By the way, Vegas looking like an absolute wagon right now. Um. They're also one in three on the year. They're coming into our building, but Connor Hellebuck's going to get the start because they'll have a day off in between. Um, I'll say Oilers win four, three in overtime. Ooh, overtime. Uh, Patrick, what about you? What's your score? Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm expecting a low scoring game on Saturday, but I do think the Oilers are going to pull it out. I'll go three, two for the Oilers. See, I think when Winnipeg rolls into town, I think I'm seeing the over is going to cash on that one. little Saturday night, hockey night in Canada, 8 p.m. starts. So I'm going to go with, as I said, you'll never catch me predicting anything but an Oilers dub. So we'll see how that one goes all year. But I'm going to go with a final 6-4. I'm going to go with a 6-4 final. And I really think Dylan Holloway is going to finally bury one, get on the score sheet. That's because I believe the blender is going to come out and he might get a couple opportunities. Even if it's not to start the game, he might get a couple extra shifts. Let's see if they go 11 and seven. Maybe they'll run him in there. Everybody else here, I'm looking in the chat. Ryan Sharp is keeping it positive. Jets win 4 2. 
Okay, Occidental, Jets win two nothing. Genesis, Oilers two one. Yeah, we're kind of we're kind of split up in the middle here. Uh, Patrick Lance asked Patrick, can you do a kickflip? I cannot do a kickflip. I can't skateboard at all. I did learn a fun fact about Patrick recently is he is quite the wizard at the guitar. Maybe we'll have to get him to serenade us after one of these late night losses one day. But looking at the poll question, who would you start on Saturday? 64 votes. Skinner wins with 69% of the votes. Campbell, 31%. I think everybody's in agreement with us, Tyler. You got to keep, you got to keep flip-flopping until somebody's going to grab this, this job. You want to hear the Woody F-bomb from his post game? Of course. Mm Mm-hmm. Hey, one sec. Not to our standard. Yeah, certainly. Fucking uh, not not good enough. Woohoo! Woody, Woody, getting fired up. Well, he sounds oh. like us. Wow. That's what him. they need. That's what they need, though. I like that. See, yeah. whoever had that comment about Jay Woodcroft earlier, you take that back now. Yeah, Woodcroft is pissed. He'll show you. That's right. He'll throw a curse word here and there. Yeah, well, everybody, no, Lance says no one in Oilers Nation can kickflip. Well, Lance, I'll get on that by the end of the year. I do have a skateboard at my garage. I used I used to skateboard back in the day. That's a very important thing. I see you leaning back in your chair. I feel the exact same way. I feel absolutely mentally and physically exhausted from that wow. game. And Are I sit down the entire time. On right now. Yeah, it must be nice to be at home. So I think that'll do it for us today on Oilers Nation After Dark. Don't forget, tomorrow we've got another Oilers Nation every day. We might have a guest. We might have a little some someone from the Nation Network. We'll see. As we know, we make it up as we go. Want to give a shout out to our sponsors, Crown Royal. They are the best. They are right behind me. DoorDash, Betway, Alberta Blue Cross, and of course, Greta Bar Edmonton. Hey, that was a tough. That was a tough loss to watch. That was a tough time. You wanna you wanna improve your vibes? Head on down to Greta. Get a couple suds in you, and you might forget about we watched there tonight on the ice. Well, thank you very much for joining me today, gentlemen. Tyler, I will see you in the AM, and I will see the rest of you for pregame with Boardsy on Saturday. We're gonna be going at seven PM with the eight PM start, so we'll be going live at seven PM on the Oilers Nation YouTube. I'll see you then. I hope everybody has a good sleep with that one because I'm going to have some nightmares. Good night, everybody. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.